podcasting in my pajamas this is tiebreaker with ria it's all about capturing journeys sharing knowledge and letting you know that struggles are beautiful because growth comes only through efforts and struggles thank you for spending some time with me today now let's begin the transformation she's an seo wizard and the founder of search magic she works with international companies and startups helping them implement data driven marketing practices and create growth systems to achieve their business objectives she has experience in ranking content for some of the most competitive keywords in the world she has also created a sustainable system that drives consistent growth online for e-commerce businesses and smbs a boss a mentor a queen presenting anna muragli hello anna thank you so much for agreeing to meet with me and um, you know uh, you know it it is you know it's not easy you know when i when i message people on linkedin like you know saying hey i would love to have you as as a guest in my show it's not easy i'm so, i'm so scared oh my show is not so big and you know what people might think and you know what if they say no because you guys are on much <laughs> more bigger platforms like you know i i met you on adworld i i saw your video it was so inspiring i was like i need to talk to you i mean i'm like there's so many things that we need to learn um and yeah so yeah and you are a, you're a founder seo wizard uh I love you know, I was actually reading your LinkedIn content the the things <laughs> post like the last um, eight months ago that is so nice so informative and I'm like oh my god I have so many questions <laughs> um first of all thank you for the invitation I'm really excited to be here I'm really really excited thank you so much Anna so Anna let's just get started with knowing about you who are you and you know i just want to know about you <laughs> <laughs> okay so i have started working since i was 18 wow. um all of this was uh, marketing positions okay, wow. <laughs> not like something uh, extreme my first uh, job was marketing assistant on an educational system in grace uh-huh. organizational system um i was literally do you know mini tasks that just get to know the marketing field and they're doing more traditional stuff um after that i was writing on an online publication for psychology and stuff like for personal development and oh, stuff like that wow nothing to do with seo so far <laughs> uh i get some uh, freelance projects uh, then like um, on social media for copywriting and stuff like that and then my best friend go went to a very large um, agency in Greece for a big agency in Greece and after some years i was like okay i want to do that as well because he was always very excited for the clients for all the different countries that he has to face and all the different time zones and stuff like that and i was like okay let's do it and i got on an interview not because of my best friend on my own <laughs> Uh and yeah I started from there. Um I had st- I studied some stuff before for SEO but I never actually practiced it. I only practiced it when in terms of content. So then I get to this agency and they were like the only position we have is about SEO. Are you interested? 
And I was like, yeah, let's go. <laughs> and this is how it actually started. I managing some projects for a while. And then after two years, I got um, promotion and I was the head of SEO and I have my own team wow. running projects. It was really nice, really wow. nice. Wow. We got projects from all over the world, South Africa, United States, Australia, Germany, Dubai, Singapore. We've worked with the airport of Singapore, a crazy stuff ahead. Yeah, awesome. it was amazing. Wow. Why 18? Like, uh, I mean, you know... Um, <laughs> yeah, and I, I also forgot to mention, of course, that now I left one and a half year and I create my own company and this is how it goes right now. So my, my right now state is that I'm traveling around the world, around Europe for now, and hopefully in other countries as well. I have my remote team and I work remotely. That's so, fantastic. You know, my, there's this team member, she's a content writer in, on my team and she usually helps me with, you know, posting these podcasts and stuff. And then she's like, she always comes up and she's like, Ria, you, you, you are like, you're always like, you're saying, wow, 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 wow. What can I do? You guys have like these amazing, experiences and I'm like I don't know any other word I'm like I, I cannot stop saying wow you know listening to your stories and everything <laughs> but why 18 Anna like you know that I think that's the time when people won't get into college and you know you go out there you study but uh, getting started at you know like when you were 18 it's it's it was too young <laughs> so yeah uh, I was actually 17 and a half Ooh, wow. <laughs> uh, well, I got to college, but I'm a dropout student. <laughs> oh, dropout. I never college. Um, it's totally fine. My mother is not fine with it, but she got <laughs> over it. Um, I, was, I, I always have this tense that I want to be independent and not always asking money from my money, from my money from my mom so <laughs> this is how it started I actually want to get a job uh, much more younger but it was illegal so you know it, it wasn't possible so when I got <laughs> I was like okay now it's time to get a job and be independent of course I wasn't independent <laughs> from day one I still got my money my mother's support that came like much, <laughs> much more later but it was you know, this is, this is like, this is like who you are. It's a character that you wanted to get started. You want to start earning money. But I, even I started when I was 18 and, but I started because there was a situation in my family because I had to get in. I did not want to, I wanted this amazing college life where I go there, <laughs> meet my friends, have fun and stuff. But you know, when life through, you know, like just go and get yeah, started. Just, you know? just happening. You don't yeah, have to. Exactly. So what one advice do you want to give to people? like me if I was 18 now when I'm like I don't want to I want to go to college but my but because of my family condition I was the only breadwinner I'm so demotivated I was so depressed and I also started I my first company was like an SEO company that I worked with uh, but I have no idea about SEO so yeah that's another topic <laughs> <laughs> so yeah so I mean what advice do you have for the youth out there who are like just getting started and who are not even sure if they want to start because they have this beautiful life. Everybody wants that beautiful face that, you know, those amazing stuff and, you know, and they kind of yeah. neglect this. Um, <laughs> what? Oh, you got cut. 
Oh, can you hear me? Yeah. Yeah. So they, they usually neglect it. Correct. <laughs> okay. Uh, your internet connection isn't stable. Oh, so it is, I think it's your internet connection because it shows. Okay. Let me change yeah. it to my hotspot so we don't have any. Okay. Yes. Okay. Um, my advice. Well, um, um, I, I am a dropout. I don't have a degree and that was never a problem if you want to work and do what you love. So if you want to get a degree, get a degree. If you don't want to get a degree, go out there and do what you want. Doesn't matter. Um, if you have to work and you cannot study, it's totally fine. There are so many courses online. Even Harvard and MIT have online courses. So you can study online. You don't have to be on a college. And at the end of the day, if you want this paper, the degree, just to, to have the knowledge, there are thousands of ways to, to, to get that. So if you want a degree because you want to work in huge companies, that's another discussion. I don't have an experience in it. Uh, <laughs> I've never worked in huge companies. I only worked for huge companies. So um, that's another thing. A degree shouldn't be like um, a drag down to what you want to do. Exactly. It's like a complimentary thing. Exactly. And, um, you know, I, I said this to one of my friends that people are people don't care about what they're going to teach you. People are worried about, will I get a certificate? You know, even if somebody comes to me and like, yeah. I want to intern with you in your company. And I'm like, yeah, sure. But the first question they ask is, will I get a certificate? I'm like, are you ready to learn? <laughs> that should be the question. Like, are you willing to learn? Do you want to actually experience? But no, people are like, I need certificate. And I think that's the end of the world. I'll get something to add to my resume. I think that's the stupid thing. Yeah. Anybody could think of what if you don't have? <laughs> like, how many degrees you have, the how many papers you have, the more, the better. Um, but you know what? When, uh, when we do the hiring process and we see people with many, many certificates and no other experience, voluntary college um, clubs or stuff like that you are getting weird what's going on with this person and he's only and, and he only has degrees and nothing else what's wrong so it's not always working well <laughs> it's getting weird at some point of course you go to the college that's the normal thing you go to college you a master you get a job and what happened if you don't get a job Exactly. Because it's going to get difficult because it's not only you that you got to the college, get the master and get to find a job. There are thousands of others like you that they did the exact same things. So I think people get to, to get more certificates to get this differentiation, but they get on the same loop. Exactly. I think the point is find other activities that actually have something to give you an actual experience, voluntary work. Um, voluntary work on organizations. Um, there are tons of things. Clubs on universities. Um, thousands of things <laughs> that you can do. You know, this, this reminds me of a funny story uh, where what happened, I hired somebody and I usually never read resume. I talk to you. I like you. You're, if, you're, if you're speaking really with confidence and if you have, the, if, you, if I think I can train you, I'm going to hire you. I hired somebody and after six months, we were just having this conversation of, you know, what did you study and stuff. And then this lady was like, ma'am, you did not read my resume because I've written there that I have, I am an MBA graduate. I was like, oh, wow, you, you, you have a degree in MBA because 
because I had no idea until then. <laughs> it does, you know, and even I think employers don't care about what degrees you have. You know, the, the, the employers yeah. who really want to bring a change in their company and you know, yeah, take it um, towards the growth. You, you can judge a person by his exactly. character and exactly. how he's responding during the work. You can exactly. identify the good employee within the first month. Uh, not even mention within two weeks. <laughs> uh, you can see his character. He doesn't have to have uh, like a tons of degrees, but there are thousands of companies that still require degrees to have a proficiency to know three languages and be proficient on this stuff. This is um, a thing that I cannot judge. Of course, and definitely really good to do it if this is what you want to do. This is what my best friend do right now. She's in Deloitte and she's happy with it. True. <laughs> this is what she wants to do. She's happy with it. So exactly. perfect. <laughs> and do you have any experiences where you had to fire a team member of yours? And how did you get through that conversation? Like, I think for an employer, you know, hiring, firing, these all are a little sensitive. You know, it's, it's very sensitive. So did you ever experienced firing somebody? <laughs> Well, till now, I am very proud for my team because wow. I didn't have to hire someone. <laughs> Instead, I need to hire people. <laughs> That's amazing. Touch wood. <laughs> um, so it's it's a good position. My problem is to hire people, not to fire people right now. I'm really happy with the people that I'm working with. Um, when I was in the agency, I didn't have to fire people but I, I do have to make like um, give feedback, but hard feedback. I, I agree. That was bad stuff. <laughs> it feels uncomfortable, but it has to be done because it, it affects your business. It affects your clients. It affects um, many areas. So you cannot think that you are about to hurt uh, these people, this person's feelings. I agree. Uh, you, but you need to approach it on a proper way. You cannot judge these people and be like, you are... Uh, I, I you don't deserve it and all. You should be like... Uh, very sweet. I know, I agree. It's not to be judgmental. Exactly. Uh, the point okay. is to give uh, feedback that the other person will get it and become better. I had to do that and I also received feedback many times. I love getting feedback. And and you were you were uh, you know you were like how did you take that feedback? Like many leaders don't want to receive a feedback. Oh, you uh, are not supposed to tell me this you because I am the leader, you know, I'm the boss. So what do you think about that? If somebody comes and give you a feedback, how what is your reaction? I will I will hear him. He awesome. has something to say. You know, I, I, I was always doing this with my team. Um, we got a Friday meeting that we did planning and we did feedback. And they oh, will tell me, you know what? On this client, I'm getting overwhelmed. I can get it anymore. <laughs> or on this one, you were very strict. We need to change that. And I was like, okay, let's see why I was strict. I was right or I was just anxious. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so we had a conversation like that. You know, and, I... Um, so feedback is really important to to have to to make the the team work properly. <laughs> it doesn't work either way. It is okay, and um, you didn't. You're so lucky that you did not have to uh, fire an employee. But I did read one of your posts that said that I was on a call with a potential client, and then this guy was <laughs> like, he was like asking so many questions, like so many 
questions you know the in the books again you know that you, you these are the terms you should you should know what are the updates that seo had from the last two years uh, and whatnot and and you were like i don't think so i can work with somebody of this sort because obviously he's gonna he's gonna micromanage he's going to be somebody who's only gonna follow the theories and stuff so you know tell me more about this situation and how are you going to say no to a client <laughs> i mean it is well, definitely important for your mental health but yeah <laughs> well um the company that i was working wasn't refusing a single client every client that will come in our door we will say yes so i was in a situation that yes is the thing um but that but when you get and i'm not judging my old company i'm really grateful for having this job all these years i'm talking generally so um when you say yes in all the clients and you don't filter the people that you work with you are going to stick with these people for the next eight nine ten eleven months they are part of your everyday life and not only yours, mine, my team as well. And if my team is not, go, is, is not well, they are not well, they are like, oh my God, we have to work with this um, beep again. Uh, they get demotivated to do the work. And the most important thing than having money and getting money is to have um, a good team that is in a good well-being and they are happy and they're pleased to work with you and your clients. So it's really hard to say no in a work and I get it now because when I was working on the agency as an employee, I couldn't get it. Now that I have to say no, I can definitely get it. It really hurts to say no because yes. you are saying no to money. Correct. But it's like um, having a choice, a, a cross path. It's, most, it's more important to get the money or it's more important to keep your team safe and alive and happy. Definitely. Um, always, till now, and I'm grateful for this, I always choose my team. Awesome. But probably in some point, I would choose the money. We all have to do that Definitely. because you have to pay the, the payrolls at the end of the month. Uh, but as long as I can... Uh, I prefer to say no. That's why I have a criteria for when I'm talking to clients. So instead of starting the conversation that do, they do me questions, I also do them questions and I have wow. like a checklist wow, for my nice. so so I, I can I can understand, I can get the vibe and I know this is a good client or this is a bad client. Wow. So this post that you saw on LinkedIn was a very specific case. I had a call with a very large company in UK. <laughs> they had an education organization. I can say more. And <laughs> the call, before we got on the call, they approached me because they, they have seen my posts, they have seen my work, my case studies and stuff like that. Um, they said to me, I love the way you're working and you're approaching SEO. We want to work together. And I was excited because it was a really large uh, company. And when we get on the call, they were like, okay, tell me what is the latest update of Google and what do you know? <laughs> and I was like, okay, let's talk about it. And then when they were like, it was a point back question. They were like, there was a penguin update 3.2, which is a correction of the penguin update. Do you remember what this update was about for and how you can fix that? 
<laughs> oh my god! It's like you suffer from this um, this this update. Do you have a penalty? No. So why do you ask me this question? <laughs> what do you want to know that? Uh, and they were like, we cannot work with people that they don't know the theory, and I cannot work with people that they are, you know, in a box with the theories and stuff like that. Again. It was, uh. Yeah, that person and, and will definitely so he, need a certificate in the resume. <laughs> yeah. I was really pissed off the day. That's why I made the post. It was unbelievable. And the way you write, it is so nice because when I when I when I'm reading your stories, it's like I'm able to relate. I read all your posts like till eight months back. I was I was I was actually I was going down, but then again, it was like okay, it's time for the interview, and I I don't have time to read more. <laughs> <laughs> um, and um, you know, you mentioned something like I want to take care of my team. If you know, if my team is not really willing to do something, I I might not push them. You know, and. Uh, that's amazing. This is an attribute not every leader or every business owner has because obviously at the end, you need to earn money. You need to have this um, healthy, profitable business. So, I mean, uh, this this is a great, uh, I mean, I, I mean, I don't know. I mean, it's very nice that, you know, you take care of your team like it's your family and you're like, no, it's okay. If you don't want to work for them, we're not going to work for them. It, it takes a lot of courage to say no. So... Yeah, I mean that is the. I think that is one of the reasons you you know the team is sticking with you for so long and they they want to work yeah, with you. <laughs> definitely, you know we are we are friends. At the, we are not friends when we are working, of course. <laughs> but after that, we are friends. I don't have like a huge team, and we are not like twenty people working together. I just I just started building my team since December, um, so this is a pretty new thing for me. Okay. Uh, but I want to keep the same you know i'm investing time and they're investing their time and skills and stuff to me so it's like a mutual collaboration correct definitely wow and um the most important and the hot topic that everybody wants to ask that being a woman and being a founder how does that sound (laughs) i mean you know (laughs) <laughs> in India, there is a little, you know, you know, there's, there's a taboo that, you know, uh, Indian girls are, or there's a little, you know, like, okay, oh, she's going out for a job. You know, I think she's 23. She should get married. Not everybody, but majority, you know, there's, there's, there are a lot of, there's a lot of pressure on women, you know, uh, and I think it's also in many different countries. Uh, so I want to know that you being a woman, was there any situation or, you know, did you ever come across anything that you were like, Oh my God, this is happening to me because I'm a woman, <laughs> you know, <laughs> um, I got in this situation many times oh. and there was like, two problems i was a woman and i was a young woman in a in a men's uh, profession because there are not many seo professionals in the world Mm -hmm. and not even mentioned in greece what is happening um i don't know i I don't know i only know two seo professionals in the entire greece that they are women (laughs) so this is uh, a bad number (laughs) Definitely. Um, so there was two problems, as I told you. Uh, my age, because I was talking to companies and I was like 20 years old. <laughs> and I have to, to manage people that they are 50 years old. They could be my <laughs> father or stuff like that. And also the human woman. You know, the problem is not... Uh, most of the times, 
women, other women, they don't have a problem. Most of the times, men have the problem. Right. <laughs> and it's fine. But um, if, I, I, if, I, if I take a step back and go back to these years, I would definitely recognize that it was my first time talking to clients and to people in general, that they are clients and they have to sell and then explain my work in a way that they will understand and, you know, defend on my work and everyone's work. So, of course, <laughs> the first times, it's not about my, that was female. It was that I was young. They didn't have experience on doing it, right. which makes sense. And we all go through this. It, it's not something bad. It's happening. You, you cannot replace experience. Experience happens. Right. <laughs> you need to get in front of 20 clients, uh, get get bad on five meetings out of 20, and then learn how to do it. Definitely <laughs> true. It's, there is no training to, to talk to other people and say, oh, there is, but you need to practice to actually do it, right? I, this is what's happening. Uh, but being a woman, even that I learned how to talk to clients, it was many times a problem, and it actually caused me um, insecurities, so I was I used to dress more casual on work. It was uh, one uh, description here. It it was not by my colleagues. Okay. My colleagues never mentioned the thing that I'm a woman. They never had a problem with it. It was my clients that had problem that I'm a woman. Okay. Um, so I used to go to work more casual. Crazy casual, um, jean and t-shirt and sneakers, and that's it. No makeup, no, no whatever. Uh, I was just simply going to do the work. <laughs> and that was it. And after having two or three incidents, I changed my entire wardrobe. Oh, my God. So I was like, okay, now we need to dress up <laughs> like we are grown-ups and change our hair. I, was, I had green hair. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> and... They told me that, you know what, I cannot get you to clients with green hair. <laughs> that was a problem. Oh my God. But um, so I changed my hair. I cut my hair so I would look more grown up. <laughs> I came to my entire wardrobe and when I was, wear when I was working, I didn't, wear I didn't wear jeans anymore. I was working uh, formal trousers oh and shirts and stuff like that. I had to wear jeans three years if you can imagine that <laughs> I had so, so much insecurity with my appearance that I throw up all my jeans and I never wore a, a jean, a jean or a jean jacket or whatever for three years. <laughs> I started, I started wearing jeans six months ago. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. my God. Wow. It doesn't make a difference. You know, it was just my insecurity. Because now I know, even if I'm wearing jeans, even if I'm wearing my, I don't know, my sportswear, the most important thing is what I'm telling to my clients. Exactly. Not yes. what I'm wearing, but it was my insecurity and my, my need to be uh, right, or not to be right, to be, not to expose someone of my colleagues or bring someone in a bad position. <laughs> and how do so, you, you know, what is that one advice that you want to give to people on how to get rid of the insecurities? Um, like you did, right? So, um, yeah. 
like i am actually trying to because i gained like 20 kgs in the last 6 months uh, uh because of all the stress and stuff and i was like i don't want to do podcast anymore because i am coming on the video and i i look this fat potato where i am like i am supposed to sit and interview like you know there's this this major uh, setback okay, you know yeah i don't go and meet my friends i don't want to go out i don't want to wear anything because i think i've become so fat and i'm not even doing <laughs> you know things that you are supposed to do to lose weight that is uh, a complete different okay. story <laughs> first of all this is not true you look great uh, second of all I got forty kilos in three years because I, I was eating my emotions. Literally, <laughs> I was eating my stress, my anger, and same. all of it. Same, um, same, same. Emotions. <laughs> so, um, well, how you get over your insecurities? You make fun of them. Oh. There's no other. <laughs> so I was, um, and that's a fun story. I have to tell it. I was making a training. There was face to face, and there were only men, grown up men above fifty, and um, they had so bad vibe that you would get on the class because I was making them a lesson, um, a course, and you even got a headache. <laughs> they were like, "Why are you here? You are a woman. You are telling us what to do." <laughs> Oh and we're young and I was not even looking young 23 24 but I was by the far I was looking around 30 and so I, I made so much fun of it I was going in the class and I was I was wearing the most feminine uh, clothes that I had I was wearing dresses stilettos I made my hair I made crazy makeups I was wearing my red lipstick like I would do in the work and they would get mad but I was doing my lesson and everything was perfect wow I had so much fun of it and I didn't think of it I didn't do it consciously it just happened I was like okay what they don't like that I'm a woman okay let's be women <laughs> Let's be women. <laughs> Very well said. Let's be women. It's fine. So I just make fun of it. There is no other way. <laughs> that's amazing. I mean, that's 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 literally. I need I need to learn that. <laughs> There is no other way. <laughs> no other way. If you got to cry or I don't know, um, hurt yourself or being tough to yourself, it's not going to change. It's just happening. When the other people get that you are getting anxious. because of their perceptions they will get used to it because they 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 not they take advantage of it they take it they will do it worse yeah. <laughs> because they get that you are vulnerable correct oh, if yes. you go here and you are more women <laughs> for example they get more pissed off and at some yes. point they just stop just stop uh, doing it at the end of the course by the way after four days we became friends they were really good with me everything wow um you know in 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 a few minutes we're gonna get started about you know talking about seo and stuff but before mm-hmm. that what is that one thing that makes you very happy apart from work um you know that one thing that you were like you know for me it is like um going and getting some good good sleep that is something that you know it it, it makes me really happy you know i'm i'm so fresh the next day and i'm like i'm happy happy so what is that one thing that you think that makes you like really very happy and 
you know you're like my touched. morning coffee oh <laughs> so that's every my, day <laughs> like my morning coffee there is a routine around my morning coffee i wake up i make my coffee i will get a silent moment that i don't see my phone i don't do anything wow. i just enjoy my coffee if i have a balcony and can go there and enjoy my coffee that would be it Wow. So you really you know as soon as you get up you don't touch your phone is, is that is that like true until you have your coffee like you don't touch your uh, phone until you have your coffee no. wow no you know it's this is a very <laughs> this is amazing <laughs> i mean this is amazing i think i think that that you, what we do youngsters are you know the moment we get up our eyes are not even fully opened but then we want to see what you know what notifications we're getting what calls what other messages we got you know in the last 8 hours so i think that's stupid i think this is a i i'll start i'll start this you know i need to start this like get up <laughs> and just be with yourself for the for the 30 minutes like for at least 30 minutes um you know i'm also having two phones i have the one phone that i have um audible spotify my podcast um and stuff like that i do, i never give this number to anyone <laughs> only my best friend has it and my mom and that's it so anyone can reach in this phone and i have the other phone that i got uh, messages and uh, all stuff like that i have all the apps because you know we are all the time in front of this thing and it's getting it's getting it's even affect your productivity it doesn't make good at all you know it's hard um uh, so yeah i'm trying to 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 minimize the usage of my phone the best and- possible how do you not get distracted you know let's say you're, you you there's this amazing mm-hmm. intense project going on and then there's your best friend messaging you talking about something that's really very interesting how are you not going to look at your phone like bye bye no phone and this just focus <laughs> I leave my phone in another room. <laughs> Seriously, when I'm working and I have to do deep work, no one can find me. Never. Wow, that's nice. Um, but my best friend, the good thing here is that my best friend is in the same situation with me. <laughs> we have the company together, we do like business stuff together. So he's in the same uh, almost the same situation with me. So he also try not <laughs> to interrupt me and I'm trying not to interrupt him as well. So wow. when when we stay together at the same Airbnb when we travel, um we have uh, one rule. Um we the, the 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 room that we are working is the room that we make money. So we have a paper in front of the door that says if you want to speak think about it if it's more important than the money that you are about to make by working. <laughs> wow. So this is working well till now. <laughs> wow, that's amazing. Yeah. That's that's amazing. You're so dedicated and the thing you said that keep your phone on in another room and if there was a person like me the lazy person i would have not gone for two days because i don't want to get up and go to another room and get my phone <laughs> you know i'm not perfect uh, i get to be all the time with the phone get have it in my laptop next to it um i even had a period that was only in my phone and not working <laughs> so yeah um it takes time to to get a new habit at any case it does it does and you know at times i don't know if you have gone through this like you know you go out and you come back and then there are a few days when you're like you don't really get back to the work aggressively you know there, there are a few days when you're like 
when you are not feeling well or when you're like you don't really want to work you have got other you know there might be some other family issues or there might be some there might be so many things going on in your head and then you're not able to focus and then maybe clients start complaining hey what's happening you know what's where's where's an update so how do you handle that situation or did you ever face that situation in your life <laughs> well first of all when i left the previous job i got a period of like 5 to 4 months that they didn't want to do a thing <coughs> someone is discussing about me. <laughs> <laughs> oh we Indians believe that as well <laughs> this is what we say in grace yeah in india in india as well <laughs> uh, so um <laughs> uh, so i got on a period that i was so drained that i didn't even want to open my laptop and do the work I just want to to I don't know do anything else just be in my bed and do nothing. Um so I I got a rule. First of all I got help so the task not gone behind <laughs> because there was no solution because I would lose my clients if I do it all the time. Mm-hmm. And second of all I got a rule. Um I gave to myself 3 hours per day or 4 hours per day that I would do the hard tasks. Okay. And after that I was completely free <laughs> to do whatever I want. And that starting working best better because when I was starting doing the hard tasks that of course wouldn't take 4 hours only mm-hmm. I would be in the mood to work. <laughs> and this is how it worked but um back in August and in July that was just when I left my job um I I didn't want to do a thing. I was just wanted to be by the sun. in the pool and do nothing. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. We all got through this, right? So you said that you got some help, correct? Yeah. Okay, so what does that mean? Is it like um, you know, help as in got a mentor or a coach or somebody like, you know, hired a team member? What kind of help was that? Um, I got a uh, mm, I have my NLP teacher. Okay. That was really helpful at this point. Okay. And I also got my not my first team member, we cannot call it that. We just um it was a freelancer that we have specific hours per month and we were like, okay, <laughs> let's do the tasks. Makes But sense. I had one client back then that I couldn't leave in a freelancer, so I was doing all the job about him. That was the 4 hours per day or even <laughs> Wow. <laughs> For sure. Awesome. It was so good to get to know about you and uh, you know I I just I just got one more question I'm so sorry. Who has been the biggest support in your life? You know, you think that if this person does not exist or if this person was not there, I would not be where I am today. For me it's my mom. Who is it for you? <laughs> I have three people. Can I have three people? <laughs> um, definitely is my mom, um, who is raised us without any support or stuff like that. Wow. And he, she was always there for us and for for me and my brother. Um, my best friend Bill. I didn't make it without him. I wouldn't even have the the guts to create a company if it wasn't Bill. to say you're going to do it today because you have to invoice clients let's do it mm. uh not exactly wow. that but he's <laughs> and get the best of myself and inspire me so he's not only my best friend he's a mentor for me as well 
Oh, excellent. Consulting as well. Mm-hmm. Can I say one more? Yes, please. No, no, please. <laughs> I also have a very beloved friend, Ellie, that we talk about everything spiritual, emotional, and get some um, balance uh, in my life in this thing that called emotion and uh, logic. It, wow. It's always helping me. Excellent. To balance that. <laughs> oh, so wow. there are three. I think I would probably think more, uh, but these are the three uh, most important in my life excellent and my brother of course <laughs> <laughs> definitely family is like we don't even yeah. count family it's like yeah you guys are you're supposed to be yeah. there <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I don't make easily friends but the friends i have i'm happy enough to be family for me as well that's so beautiful amazing. that's that's so beautiful emotional and uh, i'm enjoying this conversation <laughs> <laughs> oh all right so now let's let's get to some work let's talk about something that is French for me because I don't understand French and <laughs> uh, you know um, I actually signed up for one of your courses um, and it it was a, a free course where I was supposed to hmm. give and then I was like I got six emails I get one email every other day you know it, it, this was the concept of um, it's one email per week which mm-hmm. we are about to change that so you can get used to it Okay. Get the stuff, get the exercise, and do but, uh, what you want. There was in Greek. Yes. The first uh, video that I made. Um, <laughs> the first video. I I did not I did not see the second video. I just saw the first one, and I was like, "Oh my god, I don't understand this language." And I wanted to learn the, all the six series. Okay, so um, I was um, back in the first quarantine. I was like, I need to create my own website, my personal website. That's why I created animalagli.com. That I'm writing my blog post. I serve my guides, my case studies that are not just bragging that bring the results. I'm actually saying how I do it. And I also have this idea of making a free course for SEO. But back then, it was the first time that I got in front of the camera. And I was so, so anxious. <laughs> It was amazing. It was unbelievable. It took me to 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 record five videos of three, 30 minutes, like one week. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, so I decided to do it in Greek because it was my my proficient language, so it was easier. But I am about to change that and recorded them again in in English. Okay. And I also have two more uh, two more courses. Okay. in my website, which is the authority broker, which okay. is a little bit more advanced. It's about link building and traffic maximizer, which is about content optimization, uh, SEO, which are in English. Okay. <laughs> the okay. <videos> everything. <laughs> awesome. Okay. Well, that, this makes sense now. All right. So now uh, I started this business three years ago and uh, I'll just give you, I, I just want to understand or I just, you know, my, I want you to share a few insights because you are the expert. You are not just the expert. You just don't have your own company, but you also are a teacher. You know, you are a trainer and you teach these, uh, you know, like that's amazing. You know, so I, I think you are the best person who can explain and give me insights on how to run the small company and not just me, all the small business out there who cannot afford an SEO agency, you know, because, um, 
because because you know the the agencies and all are quite expensive you know when it comes to so now me being a small business owner owner 3 years old i am i have not even done any campaigns you know for for my business in spite of me being in a marketing background i am not doing campaigns for myself you know running ads and stuff uh and i am super passionate to learn about seo you know it's like when i started reading about you i watched your adworld video and then i watched other adworld videos on you know about seo and i was like i need to try this you know there are so many things to do so what um you know other few things I, i you know i think i know it vaguely it's on page seo off page seo backlinking keyword research and um, you know competitor research i just know the terms <laughs> that's it you know So what do you think a small business and my sister has a e-commerce company so i have uh, this b2b company and then my sister has this e-commerce company and we both are at a level where i think seo can only help us and but we think what are the few things that you think every business owner should do it by themselves you know the seo hacks and suggestions okay. So uh knowing the basics it's the first step. <laughs> so the part that you know you need to know that okay we need to find keywords first of all. So um SEO as you probably already know it's a cheap solution um regarding to actually you know um paying for ads to campaigns and stuff like that. Correct. The best thing that you can do is doing SEO by far. I am um, especially if you are a small business owner. Okay. Um so what we have to do is starting by finding the keywords and this is a milestone here. You need to find the most appropriate keywords in your niche. <laughs> so the only the, the first step in doing SEO is to see your competitors, get a tool, Ahrefs, it's like the free trial, it's $7 per month okay. or get Google suggest which is 29 euros per month mm-hmm. find the keywords because you don't have just to find the keywords you need to see how many people are searching for these keywords mm-hmm. and what is the demand for these keywords that's the most important part right. so you need to get one of these tools get the keywords do your keyword research nothing weird just think what your company is talking about mm-hmm. and what are your personas get these keywords for example digital marketing services perfect um what else digital marketing services in london because i'm in london for example mm-hmm. seo services seo cost seo pricing whatever you're selling about and do your research and then do the same thing for your competition these tools will allow you to see what are your competitors doing so you cannot um your competitors link in these tools and see what are their keywords for example okay. so you don't have to think all the keywords on your own you can get the ideas ready okay. um so after that you just need to use these keywords so there is nothing special in here you just get the keywords and do the on page optimizations that we say okay. and then the most important thing to do is to create content and right. i know that it's hurting for most of the companies but this is the solution there is no secret sauce or something right. just open keyword trends google's keyword trends mm-hmm. see what is trending for your niche mm-hmm. it could be seo strategy for example if we were saying for seo it could be growth hacking when we are saying about the marketing and write articles about it because you are going to get 
uh, really quickly traffic because it's a trend right now. So you can write tons of things about it. Um, I, uh, if you don't want to do with Google, uh, Google keyword trends, which I recommend, uh, you can do the same thing again and think, okay, what my users would like to read, no. not sell my product or service. I want to give them value. And let's say that my users or my potential customers are marketers mm -hmm. because I have a training program. What they want to know about SEO. I'm not selling something. I'm just trying to educate them mm -hmm. so they get value. They remember me and they, you know, they, they will come to purchase after that, probably. Cool. So how I will give value to my, to my users, mm -hmm. this type of content you want to create, that would be SEO strategy, how to do keyword research, mm -hmm. stuff like that. Um, after doing the content, you need to be consistent in doing this content. Just create one blog post per month wouldn't do the job. <laughs> you need to create consistent content every week. If you can create 10 blog posts per month, that would be ideal. Wow. If you can create 20 blog posts per month, that would be even better. If you can only create four blog posts per month, it's fine, but they make them huge so they have value for your users Makes and sense. search engines as well. So after you're getting done with the content and being consistent on getting this content out there because just creating content doesn't make any sense, um, you need to distribute this content. You need to have a strategy to, to make people know about this content. Okay. Um, post it on your social media. Post it on Medium, post it on Quora, answer questions on Quora, mm -hmm. uh, get forums that are relevant in you, in your niece, and post this content. So Ahrefs, which is one of the biggest SEO tools right now, and it has a huge block. They got like 50K users per month or even more. They, they don't create a massive amount of content. They only create four blog posts per month. But they made these blog posts like 2,000 words, mm. 10,000 words. They are huge and they have so much value for their users. Makes sense. Okay. And they don't create like, you know, a dozen of blog posts. Correct. You can choose what you want to do. Um, another thing that you can do after you are done with the content that it's easy and doesn't have to, to bother you, you can acquire domains, not, yes. to, uh, not expired domains or weird spammy domains or stuff like that. You can get on a website like Flippa or Investors Club okay. and make your research and get a domain that has authority or it has content. So you, you skip the content creation because if you buy a website that already has content relevant in your needs, you already bought your content. Or if you have a low authority and you want to, to get more promotion, acquiring a website that has high authority, this is it. Next you get it for yourself. But at this point, you need to be careful on the research because you don't want to acquire a spammy domain or a weird domain. So at this point, you might need an SEO specialist to evaluate this domain. But this is, has uh, the minimum of cost. Correct. Yes. Awesome. Okay. Makes sense. So I can keep uh, giving you tips forever. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> You know, and you know, you also said that um, uh, there was this e-commerce company who was not really doing much, like very well. But then you went and deleted fifty percent or fifty-five percent of the content, right? The pages, the post, blog posts. Like, 
why did you know why you know why you thought that you need to delete stuff from your like yeah that's the question <laughs> no um that was um a company that hired me out of nowhere from linkedin uh back in june and they are in the united states doing stuff about skincare Mm-hmm. Uh, skincare products, uh, cream, uh, body creams, and stuff like that. Right. Um, I cannot say the name, <laughs> oh, <no problem. laughs> but I will, I will tell the story. Um, so they had like a huge amount of content. So this strategy is working only if you have very much content. If you have like 10 blog posts, this strategy is not about to, to help you. Okay. Um, so they have a huge amount of content. They had a copywriter that was writing like five blog posts per week. So it was like 20 blog posts per month. Okay. But it was most of them duplicate content. It was oh. just getting content from the Plagiarism. web. Okay. Yeah. And okay. that was it. So um, they got stuck. They couldn't okay. grow. They, they, they had a steady like line of traffic that wasn't even so much relevant. They did everything right. They had the keywords, they did the page, uh, they did whatever they have to do. Um, but they couldn't grow. They got stuck. And this is a common thing when you do NCO. At some point, you got stuck. <laughs> so you, you need to reevaluate the whole thing. Um, so we, we did everything from point zero I did the keyword research again, the audit, everything was fine. They had really good developers. Everything was perfect. Uh, paid speed, um, all, all was well. All was going well. Um, uh, backlinks was clear. There was no a thing. So that came in mind that all of this spammy and bad content, it, it, they dragged them down for doing what they want to do because um, it's a thing called keyword cannibalization. Mm -hmm. So for example, if I have a product page talking about skincare products and I have another five blog posts talking about skincare products, all the six pages compare themselves in search engines and only one can get in the first page. (laughs) So when you're competing yourself, you are not going to get on the first page. Never, ever. So when you have all this page, multiple pages competing themselves and with different search intent in some cases, some of them were informational, some of them were commercial, you lose rankings. So that means you're losing rankings and traffic as well and sales as well, right? Um, So we got through this process. um, We audit all the content we migrate some of this content. We edit some other content because it was outdated or it has bad metadata. And we delete most of the content. We deleted. Oh. Of course, didn't disappear it. We redirected. But the point was just disappear all the pages competing themselves. So when these pages disappeared and we didn't have six pages about skincare products, the right page that was about skincare products got on the first position, which means more traffic. Of course, when you cannot do it because you need the content, you can just change the keyword focus. So instead of targeting skincare products, target something else that is relevant. Just try not to make them come. And what are the few important things that every blog should and must have? Shouldn't? 
Or should, should have, should have, yeah, should and should not. You can answer both. I would love to know more. <laughs> okay, uh, what they should have? They should have consistency in the way that they write content. Okay. So decide that you are about to write one blog post per week. Okay. Fine. Okay. Uh, but if you do this professionally, you need to publish at least thirty or fifty blog blog posts per month. To, to make this work because you need a, a huge amount of traffic right Correct. um <clears throat> consistency do the keyword research mm-hmm. don't just write to write things mm-hmm. you need to have keywords and have a strategy of course you're about to write um, about the trends that they might not be keywords exactly but you know there are trends in the industry and you need to write about them you we don't write only for seo and search engines right. we write for people as well so we don't have to forget for to write for people as well um write consistently and write original content just do plagiarism or um, combining existing content is like you don't write content exactly <laughs> at all uh, it's even harmful than being good for you um adding structured data for blog posts and this is technical i know but it's just a plugin in wordpress and you just fill the information about articles and this is about to give you a good boost Uh, a, a huge boost on your blog post um, and optimize the pages mm-hmm. like write the page title write the meta description and to try and also try to connect relevant pages to each other so if we have uh, like 10 art- articles around Instagram connect them all together so you can give a context to Google that you know we, we are talking about Instagram excellent okay that will help you rank higher Um, and what you shouldn't do, just don't copy-paste your content. <laughs> don't copy-paste. And don't write offers that they have like 300 uh, words. It's like not writing. You, uh, you need to have at least 1,000 words. At least 1,000 words. Offers. Okay. And I, also heard, yes. and I also heard this interlinking uh, between the different pages of the same website also works. What what do you think about it? Like one page is again related yeah. to another page. Okay. Um, this is what I mentioned before. We need to connect all relevant. Um, okay. Okay. Makes sense. It's okay. Really <laughs> We help Google get this context, and it's important. Makes sense. Okay. And then you know you uh, SEO is a slow process. I mean, in most of the cases, it's a slow process. But then again, you are the SEO expert who can you know who you kind of. There was one situation where you like you just took three days to <laughs> change the faith of this website. So, do you want to share a little bit about that? Like, you know, it's not that it's not that I'm I'm fascinated by oh wow it's it was done in three days, but it's more like the diff, the, the the level of understanding that you have, the level of insights that you have put that. in three days you were running for facebook ad campaigns for 15 days and then you you had like two or three clients and then three days you have done this something and then you have like 45 new clients so yeah can you share a little bit more about that <laughs> uh, why doing seo instead of uh, paid advertising yeah correct. yeah correct <laughs> um, okay so uh, as long as you're paying uh, the platforms they're about to give you clients right <laughs> Yeah. Um, they, they, if you do not do the right targeting, they might just pay without getting clients. Right. Sometimes 
it's a common thing when you Correct. start running ads, for example. Um, so you have um, a 90% uh, chance that you get new clients, but the moment that you stop paying the platforms, you will stop having clients. So you need to find another ways to bring clients. So of course, it has a huge ROI doing ads. It has quickly and fast results within two weeks. But um, what I like to say is that SEO is a, a long-term investment in the company. Because when you get on the first position, for example, the keyword SEO services in London, you are going to have steady 10 or 20 leads per day for the rest of your life. Just by, maintain, by, just by maintaining this ranking. Correct. And this is an investment for your company because the only thing that you have to do is to create content. Correct. Yet you have to continue paying. <laughs> I agree. The money. Yeah. I, I'm a big fan of uh, paid advertising and I do believe that they work perfectly fine combined with SEO strategies. You can do amazing stuff. Wow. Um, but of course... The, the, most of them, uh, both of them, probably, they are important. You need both to grow your business. It's not one or the other. <laughs> I agree. I agree. And um, uh, you know, um, <clears throat> what are uh, you know what are the few um, about the backlinks? Um, you know, um, there is directories that are high domain authorities where you can go list your business and you know backlink your website and then there are there's pr where you know you know you are getting interviewed by um, the journalist and you know they're, you're, they're getting you a backlink what are the other ways do you think you know we can get backlinks because i think i only know these two <laughs> um giving backlinks it's a painful story, even for guys. <laughs> Sometimes you might go to the rankings without the link building. So you have a huge website or an e-commerce store, you don't have probably link building or you need a minimized actions mm-hmm. of link building. Um, so the most painful process is doing outreach <laughs> because you contact around 100 people, you get answered from 10 and you will get two links if you're lucky at the end of the day. Um, is one practice that um, I follow, I have to, um, but it's not my favorite one because it takes a lot of time. Um, one quick thing that you can do is analyzing your competition uh, pro backlinks profile okay. and see what they build backlinks. Mm-hmm. So what you can do is creating a list and see uh, from the domains that your uh, competition get backlinks and say, okay, I'm going to build backlinks there as well. Okay. Easy, simple, and cost-effective. So you can see that some competitors, for example, one competitor has forum links. You got all these links from forums and you got the backlinks. Mm, makes sense. Makes they sense. have directory sites that you might not even heard before. Okay, makes perfect. Sense. Let's do directory links. Makes sense. Yeah. Okay. Um, another thing is creating properties on your own. Okay. Like buying domains and uh, n- not expired domains, okay. um, but building domains. And building domains. Yeah. Buying domains to your website. Makes sense. Yeah. And um, <clears throat> um, 
what are uh, the few updates that we that every person should know because we don't study and we are not really following this google updates and the algorithms and you know and where you know so where, where's which is that one source that you use and you're like these are the few updates that every person should know and i just have took more questions and then i let you go i'm so sorry <laughs> okay first of all i need to admit that i don't remember all the updates by name by no no i'm not asking like that client just a few things <laughs> uh, <laughs> i'm sorry i know i'm an seo consultant i should know them all by heart but they are more than 30 updates wow, okay, okay? Uh, google makes updates every two months by the way every two months so, okay okay <laughs> there are okay. more there are many um okay one thing that is coming within the next two weeks is the core web vitals update which okay. is basically taking care of the code of your page and the page speed of your page okay this is going to be a core thing within the next two uh, two, two three years so all you have to do is to go to the page speed insights Mm-hmm. add a good amount of your pages a sample of your pages see the core web vitals metrics okay. and see what you're doing most of the websites that I'm working with they had huge problems with mobile speed this is a common thing and all the websites I studied lately they had the thing with the mobile speed this is what hurting the most websites right now so one thing for sure is that you need to take care of the page speed and core web vitals and then i won't get to the technical details no, no, i cannot understand technical <laughs> uh, yeah yeah um i always have a developer in this kind of discussions because i'm not a developer i'm no. a super different um, <laughs> thing okay no no um, another thing is the update so this is only about content and it says that you need to create original content that is useful for your users not only for the search engines um so one other thing that we need to 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 mention is that we don't make a seo for the search engines only because the search engine is going closer to the the human to the human factor so you need to to do a seo create content do keywords and stuff like that for people for your users not only for search engines mm-hmm. and this is not about updates this is my overall conclusion with all this updates and stuff like that um another thing which is an older thing that probably most people know about is not just uh, over optimize your page for keywords this is not going to work Definitely. or hiding links uh, behind the page this doesn't make any sense mm-hmm. makes sense awesome and what are the few things that you think are the stupidest thing any person can do like you know things that you are not supposed to do when you're trying to do seo and you know when you're trying to optimize your websites and stuff like the negative things <laughs> the negative things about what uh, like the few things yeah. that you think uh, any business should not do like you know like negative like it's you know it just shouldn't be there you know <laughs> not to yeah like few things that wise or seo wise yeah seo wise yeah okay um buy backlinks <laughs> okay uh, yeah buy backlinks from pbns and stuff like that because probably you end up with porn uh, links in your website or arabic links and stuff like that that you don't want to end up with okay ah uh, 
create again i will say the content thing create content that um right. it's not actually creating <laughs> makes sense uh, you just plug your ease um and um getting people that they don't know the work <laughs> getting seo guys to work with because they are cheap this is not mm-hmm. going to be have this is not going to have a good ending a happy Excellent. ending mm-hmm. okay. Yeah. okay all the times that i worked with companies that they hired a cheap seo guy to work with they end up losing their traffic or with penalty or stuff like that so uh, be careful with the people that you you have a collaboration with with SEO is not a cheap sport. <laughs> no. It's something that costs. Yes, definitely. And before we go, Anna, what are the few tools that you cannot survive or, you know, you need those tools in your business and, you know, you will, it's like, it's your go-to tools, SEO related. Survive. Okay. Yeah. Um, there are two tools. If you get these tools from me, I'm going to die probably. Wow. Um, this is Ahrefs and Screaming Frog. Ahrefs do everything from keyword research to site auditing to buckling analysis and stuff like that. And Screaming Frog is for site auditing. But if you ask me for one tool, that would be Ahrefs. Anyone, okay. anyone can recognize my laptop because I have like five different tabs with Ahrefs in it. Oh, wow. Okay. I mean, you know, I can, I can go on, but I know that then you're going to block me on LinkedIn and then you're never going to see my face (laughs) because I'm trying to take so much information from you. But Anna, thank you so much. This was like really informative session. And then the first half where you were sharing about your life, the funny incidents, and then sharing something like really so brainstorming i mean thank you so much you know it, it, it i really enjoyed the conversation with you now what if my listeners want to come to you and you know talk to you or then connect with you or get your free courses or you know get okay. your free courses uh, first of all, th- thank you very much again i really enjoyed the conversation as well um if they can get me they can get me by the name by my name in facebook or linkedin okay or um it's my name anna moragli mm-hmm. um it's uh, confusing but probably they will see it on the title of the podcast um and they can find me on my personal website which is my name anna moragli.com and uh, reach out just reach out that's it (laughs) awesome just like i did you know and i got lucky (laughs) all right thank you thank you so much anna it was really a wonderful conversation and i'm so sorry to keep you for so long and yeah thank you it was a pleasure so (laughs) thank you so much Thank you so much for joining us today, guys. I really hope you got some value out of this. Love you all and stay tuned for our next show. Bye-bye.